Hey, this is David and Grant, and we're here with to Russia with love. And uh, this is our final sports short here, celebrating the World Cup happening in Russia right now. It's been it's been great hearing some of your thoughts the last few episodes, Dave, about sport in Russia. I hope everybody else has been uh, enjoying those as, as much as I have. Yeah, there's I mean, there's a lot you could talk about, and and we should preface all of this. Uh, by saying that we are not sport guys, are we, Grant? <laughs> We're not sports fans. No, it was kind of funny when we when we realized that the World Cup was going on. We are two dudes who generally don't care about sports at all. Um, the World Cup may be the only sports event that I care about. I don't know about you. Do you even care about the World Cup, Dave? Yeah, that... <laughs> yeah I, I love the World Cup. And my friends are really annoyed because that's... It's that one month every four years that I actually get into sports. Yeah. And they all say, like, it's like they don't know me. Because most of the time, I don't care about sports. Uh, the only sport that I kind of follow is uh, Mexican soccer. Um, yeah. Uh, for folks who don't know, I actually live in Mexico City most of the year. Yeah. And so I, I do follow Mexican soccer, not religiously. I, I mean, I don't know who's ahead in whatever right now. Other than that, like American football, baseball, basketball... Like I don't even know what cities teams are from. I don't. I don't care. I go to a sports bar if there's a game on. I hate it. I just. I hate having to deal with everyone yelling and because I don't care about it. Like I'm not. I, I don't have a horse in the race. You didn't care. You didn't care when the Lakers played the Braves for the NHL playoffs. <laughs> yeah, that was a great game, man. They had so many touchdowns and home runs and everything. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm the I'm the goofball. Like, if people are in a sports bar yelling at the screen, I'm the one. I just clap my hands and I go, "Sports, sport, yeah, yeah, play sports." But that all changes when the World Cup happens. But you have been following uh, uh, these last few games, at least, right? Yeah, I, I really get into the World Cup. I, I think it's it's really interesting just to watch the the techniques of the different countries, like to to watch because it's it's such a cool chance to see people from so many really different places in the world with just vastly different worldviews, vastly different mm -hmm. mindsets and cultures to see how that all plays out um, on the field in, in the, the techniques and the, the skill and and I, I find soccer or football as the rest of the world calls it, I find it to be a really fun sport to watch yeah. I'm, I don't know how you feel about, about soccer Grant but I, I get into it yeah, I agree. Soccer, I played soccer for two years in high school. I was never any good at it, but uh, I've always kind of had a little special place for that s sport in my life. So, you, Dave, you mentioned you live in Mexico. Mex I'm guessing Mexico was the team you're rooting for, right? Yeah, initially I was I was backing Mexico. That, that was my first pick, and Mexico had some great games in the World Cup yeah. this year. Like, even the first, there was a lot of... Uh, people were really nervous here because, man, the group Mexico was in, like, we were up against some some really solid teams. We had Germany, uh, Sweden, and South Korea. And those are really, really strong teams. Which, by the way, Sweden is my team. Um, for those of you who don't know us, uh, I've lived in Sweden for the last three years. Now I'm back in the States. But I uh, was really excited uh, that Sweden made it and has made it as far as they did. I thought that Mexico was going to keep Sweden from making it to the, uh, the final 16, but they both they both made it through, but uh, didn't go too far after that, did they? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I everyone here was amazed by how far Mexico made it, though. Yeah. Like, just uh, the the first game was against Germany, and everyone's like, "Oh crap, man, we're we are so dead." Like, like Germany, they've been in how many? I don't even know how many times they've been in the final. Yeah. The finals of the World Cup. It's this just this like clockwork precision that you see with Germany's team. But luckily for us, Germany played really crappy this year. Yeah. I mean, for Germany, for for most for most of the world, they they still play really good. That's true. But this this year, their their team was a lot weaker than than normally. Um, but I mean, Mexico's team. I have to give respect where respect is due. Mexico's team was incredibly strong this year. Yeah. It was just the. I mean, that first game against Germany, there was this this level of precision on both sides. That uh, Mexico and Germany, there were like almost no mistakes being made. Yeah. It was like this. Both teams were, were playing like a, a well-oiled machine, and it was really exciting to, to watch. And Mexico won. Mexico yeah. beat Germany, and that like, there so many people here in Mexico City were excited during that first victory, that you know there were just cheers. And, and here in Mexico City, there are these landmarks in the city that. That when there's a, a, a soccer victory, everybody goes to the landmarks to celebrate. Yeah. And people, so many people in the city were jumping up and down that it made a false earthquake that actually registered on the earthquake uh, detecting machines. Wow. Like they, it was not an actual earthquake. It was so many people jumping in the city. It registered on the, the Richter, whatever those machines are called. Yeah. So people were really excited and I was excited to follow the, the games after that. After that game, Germany beat Sweden. I caught the tail end of that game. That was a heartbreak. And then Sweden and Mexico played, and Sweden beat Mexico. Was that isn't that right? Yeah, yeah. And that was that was tough to see. It was that was an emotional day too. So Mexico beat after Germany. Mexico beat South Korea, and then Sweden beat Mexico. And uh, like we knew it was over. Sweden was winning the game. Yeah. So people were really, really bummed out. But then the announcers. <laughs> While the game between Sweden and Mexico is going on, the announcers start talking about a different game that's not on the screen, because right at the same time, South Korea was playing uh, Germany, it must have been. Yeah. And we knew that if South Korea beat Germany, then Mexico would qualify to move up to, onto the next round. Yeah. And so, like, people aren't even paying attention to what's happening on the screen between Mexico and Sweden. And we're all just listening and people are following on their phones what's happening with the South Korean game. <laughs> and then South Korea won. And so everyone, like about an hour before, everyone had been shouting, Mexico! Mexico! In the bar and really excited. And now, instead of that, we were all shouting like, Korea! Korea! And yeah. it's like South Korea saved our butts and got a, bumped us up into the into the next round. Maybe, maybe even more surprising to me was how far Russia got. Uh, I don't know if people know this, but when you host the World Cup, your team automatically qualifies. And so people were at the beginning kind of saying like, oh, you know, Russia's only there because they're hosting. But um, but Russia, Russia went further than both of our teams, Mexico and Sweden. I mean, those are our three, I, I would say our three connections that we have. Um, but they went further and then just recently they were finally, uh, finally defeated. But uh, you you had some good uh, insight and thoughts about the about Russia and their playing. Relate to us what you were thinking about Russia's World Cup soccer playing abilities this time around. Yeah, so it was it was a really interesting and educational experience for me to watch Russia and then watch what was going on in my own head as I watched Russia's team. 
And uh, folks might remember from one of our other sports shorts where we talked about uh, the volleyball, the communist volleyball. Yeah, communist volleyball. Yeah, where everyone stands in a circle and just hits the ball back and forth. And we mentioned how a lot of the, the foreigners, the non-Russians that we would talk to about that, everyone had these interpretations about it, about what it meant for Russia or the culture or the mentality. And, and we kind of mentioned that the temptation to play armchair anthropologist, that temptation to read a lot into um, you know, performance in sports and the way things are done, and sometimes to read too much into it. Yeah, and I think I think that's natural. Anyone who goes to another country, it's very common that sometimes you read a lot into certain things that might mean what you think they mean, and they might not. And sometimes they might have a totally different meaning. Yeah, and sometimes that's just fun, and it's just kind of playing around. But sometimes uh, people do that, and that's you know that's I think where where you can get into some dangerous territory, whether it's racism or just discrimination in general. But um, but I think sometimes there's, you know, innocent times of, of doing that as well. And I think we've fallen into that ourselves, right, Dave? And yeah, and I found I still found myself doing that uh, this year during the World Cup. As I, there was first matches of, of Russia that I was watching, I, I was really reading a lot into their performance. So the first matches um, against, I mean, they won against Saudi Arabia. But the, the first couple, then they played uh, Uruguay, I think, um, I found their performance to be really hesitant, mm. and I was I would see these guys get up, um, get the forwards to get up almost to the goal, and just kind of freeze up, and they would like they looked really indecisive and, and hesitant, and so what I was reading into that, I, it made me remember a bunch of moments uh, when we lived in Russia and when we would work with our our, our team of other young people who were planning our, our youth activities. Uh, first with you know the stuff we did with the Baptist Church when we had our people from the youth group working with us, and then uh, later on with the the camp, the English camp that we that we worked with. Yeah. Um, I don't know if if you remember noticing this this tendency. A lot of the guys, especially more than than the females, a lot of the dudes in our our groups would would kind of become really indecisive and would mull over things a lot, uh, kind of hem and haw and. Never make that strike, right? Yeah, yeah. Just kind of get right up to the goal, and then oh, yeah, and uh, yeah, this tendency to sort of uh, you know be wishy-washy. Yeah. And uh, so that's you know that's a thing we experienced, and I think like you were mentioning, the danger comes in trying to extrapolate that to a whole country. Mm. Like yeah, that was our experience with. The, the years that we happened to be there, the part of the country we were in, the people we were with. But I was noticing that, I thought I was noticing that in Russia's natural t- national team. I thought I was seeing this this same indecision, like this inability to just make that final last, just get it in the goal, man. Yeah. And so I was I was all proud of myself, like, oh, I'm, I'm analyzing the cultural dynamics of soccer. And then, then they my played whole theory Spain. got blown out of the water. <laughs> Then they played Spain, and the whole the whole theory just goes to crap. Yeah. And all of a sudden, none of it applies because they played Spain, and again, like clockwork, and with this just aggressive, strong forward playing, like decisive, getting up there, and and they beat Spain, and none of those tendencies that I thought I was seeing that like I was ready to to say this is how all Russian dudes are always going to be when they play soccer, 
And then they played Spain, and I'm okay. There goes my my whole theory. My career as a, a sportscaster in Russia out of the picture. Yeah. Not going to happen. And so then, well, then they played Croatia, which is the game that they lost in. And the Croatia game also, it was it was one of the best sports games period that I've ever seen. And of course, I guess I haven't seen a lot of sports games compared to sport people, but uh, I've watched a lot of soccer. And this was, uh, it was amazing. Like one of the most, all of us are on the edge of our seats. Um, I I watched the game at uh, Kalobok. It's a restaurant, a Russian restaurant here in Mexico City. Yeah. And it was started by, by a Russian guy, uh, very legitimate, very, really authentic food, really popular. Uh, lots of people here have developed a taste for Russian food. And so that place, they had the game on the big screen at Kalobok. And uh, I mean, lots of... There were, I only saw about two uh, Russian people in there. Everyone else was just local folks from huh. here, Mexico City. But a lot of the local folks, had they had Russian jerseys on and the big Russian flags. And I, I approached some of them just out of curiosity. Some of them had lived in Russia uh, or visited Russia, really fell in love with it. I went there uh, with my girlfriend, and we shared a table with a young guy. Uh, and uh, his girlfriend is Russian. She lives in Moscow. And they so we we really hit it off, and we talked a lot about Russia. Uh, he's never been there before, but he met his girlfriend in Los Angeles, mm. and they speak to each other in English. That's their common language. She yeah. doesn't know Spanish. He doesn't know Russian, and uh, they really hit it off. So she went back to Moscow. He's here in Mexico City, and uh, they have a long distance relationship, and uh, and it's a really cool story. And so he's fascinated by Russia, and he was rooting for Russia. So we were talking about the, the past games Russia's played in, and he gave me his take on it, which makes a lot more sense than my take on just all dudes are somewhat indecisive, and that's why they were playing that way. Yeah. The way he described it is this deliberate strategy of wearing down the enemy. Hmm. And he said, yeah, this is what, what Russia's national team does. They, they, they get out there and they just wear you down. They, they play the long game. They're not overly aggressive they they play it somewhat conservatively defensively and uh they're they're in that the long game they're gonna they're gonna wear down the other guy over a long amount of time until eventually the other guys make a mistake and that was what happened with croatia you, you saw that it was the the last like the last chunk of of the 90 minutes um when is when russia Actually, I'm, I'm forgetting at what time things happened because they started giving us free vodka shots, also because <laughs> we were cheering so loud that they were like we we got we got the plays pumped up. Everyone was amped up. But when Russia Russia scored its second goal, which because there was a time when Croatia was ahead two to one, and everyone all the Russia fans were kind of thinking it was lost, and then Russia scores this incredible goal as the second one. And uh, the guy sharing the table with us and I, we both stood up and just spontaneously we started clapping and shouting, Russia! 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 And so people assumed that we were both Russian, so everyone else jumped up and started chanting with us and, like, chanting the name of Russia in Russian. And <laughs> and it was really exciting. <laughs> really, and, and toward the end of the game, though, Croatia was starting to get sloppy. And uh, they were, you could just see how exhausted these poor guys were. Like, like watching it, it was painful. And then, of course, it goes into an extra 30 minutes because they were they're tied at the end. Yeah. And so, like, you can, you're just looking at these guys like, like, pobre, pobre, cabrones, no mames. <laughs> these poor dudes. 
they've got to keep going another 30 minutes and and I, like you thought they were going to collapse these guys are just at the point of exhaustion they've they've been giving it so much and no. then it went into penalty kicks and Russia just lost by a hair just Croatia got ahead with one kick and uh, and then Croatia made the last uh, the last one they they got it in and and if Croatia had slipped up on that Russia would be would have moved ahead yeah but that's... Croatia got the last kick in and Croatia moved ahead and Russia was out yeah so uh, going going back to the armchair sociologist or anthropologist um, we were talking earlier and you had said like this is this long game is something that Russia is kind of known for not necessarily even in sports but just uh, in uh, <laughs> in its socio-political actions in the last uh, last century or two centuries right uh, tell me what you were thinking yeah. about more about that so when I as I talked to the guy who was sharing our table I remembered reading some some essays about that by uh, like contemporary political um, analysts and they described this this tendency this is how Russia has survived as a nation I mean yeah. Russia as a country it's a country that doesn't have any real natural barriers to protect it like there's no awesome mountain ranges oceans it's yeah. just kind of right there in the middle of the world mm-hmm. between everybody and so that so throughout history everyone has tried to invade Russia like all these major powers at, at some point in history like if there's been a civilization that that existed at the same time as Russia they've tried to invade Russia yeah and some of the more recent ones in the last couple centuries you've got Napoleon Napoleon tried to march on, on Moscow uh, Hitler, obviously. Hitler wanted to obliterate. Russia was Hitler's main enemy in World War II. Yeah. And they were the main opposition to uh, to fascism. I mean, we all know about uh, Nazis and Jewish people, but there were plenty of other ethnicities that they thought were inferior. And Slavic people, uh, including Russians, yeah. were one of them. Yeah. They, they thought the Slavs were in inferior humans. They were going to naturally take over Russia and make it a bigger homeland for Germanic people. And they couldn't do it. Yeah. And Napoleon couldn't do it, and lots of other people couldn't do it. And the way Russia has survived is by playing that long game. And by drawing the enemy into these long, protracted battles and wearing them down and wearing them down until... And then the winter hits. And, and the winter is like one of the, the biggest factors of defense. That there's, you know, there's no oceans or mountains protecting Russia, but that once that winter hits in, uh, the, the enemy soldiers just can't survive it yeah they're done for you, i mean you've got stalingrad uh just an incredibly brutal bloody uh millions of people dying in this battle and uh and the german forces just couldn't outlast the russian forces i mean russia suffered extreme casualties uh what was it like a million and a half soldiers in just the yeah. battle of stalingrad it, and it, it was almost it was almost at, i think at least 10 times uh more than the germans lost in their soldiers but uh but they but the russians won that battle and eventually the the remaining germans who did survive gave up and surrendered but uh couldn't get couldn't get past stalingrad that's the long game though that it's playing playing it out and wearing down (laughs) wearing down the enemy and surviving so again if we're gonna read anything into it that's what i would read into russia's performance in the world cup this year yeah and they did they did pretty good uh 
Croatia barely beat them there. And uh, so now Croatia's on to the finals. We've got Croatia and France uh, happening this upcoming Sunday. By the time everybody listens to this, most of you will probably already know who won. But um, let's uh, let's finish things off and let's just say who who do we think we're going to win and any reasons why. Yeah, who do you who are you backing? You have a you have a favorite in the finals, Grant? Um, I'm I'm going with Croatia, uh, partially because uh, the the path you know of of their victory that they took to get to the world to the World Cup finals, um, beating Russia. Um, they just most recently beat England. Um, I heard I was in a, a Russian uh, cafe here in Reno uh, the other day, and they're playing clips from the Croatia England game and. In Russian, they were talking about Brexit. <laughs> uh, that that Croatia was sending them out, kicking them out. But um, so I'm I'm going for them. Um, what what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm, I'm backing Croatia too. Even though they beat Russia, um, I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to go for the vengeance thing. I uh, I always like the underdog. I uh, and I mean Croatia's never. I don't think they've ever made it this far. If again, we're not we're not sportscasters. We we don't know sports stuff. <laughs> but uh, you know, they're not one of the typical teams that that m- tends to make it into the finals. Yeah. And, you know, they're not uh, Germany, England, Brazil. These teams that are like always in the end and always. Um, I mean, this year even for Germany to get kicked out that early was miraculous. Was yeah. incredible this year. But I like the underdog. Um, so I, I like a new, you know, I like the idea of a, a new team uh, getting in and winning it. Yeah. So I'm uh, I'm back in Croatia in the finals, and it's going to be a, a really great game. It's going to be a lot of fun watching it. Cool. Sounds good. Uh, those of you who are listening, uh, let us know what your thoughts were. You can you can connect with us on Twitter at TRWL Podcast or find our Facebook page. You can search that also. Uh, we also have an Instagram account, TRWL underscore podcast. So you can find some photos and connect with us in any of those social ways. Thanks for joining us on these sports shorts. Keep listening. We've got uh, full episodes coming out soon. We're real excited to share some of our thoughts about uh, our experiences in Russia. And uh, and we're excited to hear if you have any experiences yourself. Connect with us, all right? Yeah, please connect with us. Send us messages. Uh, also, you might be wondering about the music that you're hearing in the background on these sports episodes. This music is the theme music from the Moscow Olympics in 1980. So this was the official theme song of the Moscow Olympics, and uh, I sent it to you, Grant. I said maybe we could use this on the episodes, and I think you you got really pumped up when you heard it. Yeah, I get this song pumps me up. I'm probably gonna gonna sign off here and go uh, go fit a run in or something. I'm so pumped. Yeah, it's a very exciting song. It gets me so amped. We all hope you all are pumped to uh, enjoy that World Cup and finals, and we'll see you in the next one, all right? Have a good one. All right. Let's be done. <laughs>